culture. Pop my culture. Pop my culture. Everyone. Pop my culture. Pop my culture. Pop my culture. Everyone. It's the Pop My Culture Podcast with your hosts, Cole Stratton and Vanessa Ragland. Hey everyone, welcome to the Pop My Culture Podcast. I'm Cole Stratton. And I'm Vanessa Ragland again. <laughs> Whoa. I always it's, am. It's as if we're ourselves every oh, week man. that we do this. It's getting old. Crazy. <laughs> it's this kind of priceless banter that people yeah, tune in for. Yeah, that's what people pay for. Speaking of paying, if you want to. <laughs> <laughs> that's a smooth, smooth transition. Thanks, I'm getting more like Connie every day. Connie Chung. Connie? Connie Chung. But less like Kanye. Yeah. That's what you're saying. No. <laughs> <laughs> Well, before we get to our guest. Yes, uh, which is so exciting. We have a great exciting. guest. I'm very excited about this considering that it it's was my New Year's resolution. Cole's baby dream is yeah. to have this happen and it's happening. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, we would like to do a little bit of housekeeping up front. Yes. Um, we uh, don't get paid to do this. Right, uh, but you could help us. You sure could. <laughs> There's a donate button on our website, popmyculturepodcast.com. Every little bit helps, yep. and you'll get a shout-out on a future podcast. And uh, an email from me. <laughs> that's true, you will. Uh, we actually did, uh, we're doing this back-to-back with another episode, so uh, our shout-outs will be on the previous episode. Right. Um, but if you've donated between now and then, you will be on the next one, so uh, listen for that. But we do have one big thank you that is actually going to be a new invention of Cole's, the thank you, uh, yes. to an amazing artist, Andy Finkel, who listens to our podcast and sent us perhaps the best gift in the world. Yes, it is a, it's a painting mm-hmm. of uh, Andy Kindler with uh, beans spilling out of his mouth, uh, a.k.a. The, uh, the, wizard's the wizard's curse. The ogre's curse. <laughs> oh, yeah. And he angered an ogre. So uh, anyways, thank you very much, Andy. It's really cool. And here's your thank you. Andy Finkel art. He made bean spill from Kindler. Beautiful and gross. Yeah, man. Yeah, baby. Well that was cool, well right? Yes. AndyFinkel.com. Uh, you can look at his amazing work, and he does commissions, too. So think about it. He's folks. a cool dude. And if anybody else is there, out there is inspired to paint something, yeah. send it our way. We'll I have a, a lot of wall space. Yeah, we're going to send <laughs> I really do. I love pictures. We're going to put together a gallery on our website. So uh, anybody yes. who sends it anything, we'll uh, be happy to post a picture of it on there and credit you for it. So yeah. uh, yay. Uh, a couple other things. Uh, review us on iTunes, if you it's would. It's great. Um, it really helps us to get featured and brings more ears to the podcast. Podcast. And it uh, but kept, not Van Gogh keeps style. me from the no, not that way. <laughs> keeps me from the brink of despair too. That's so, true. Uh, unless it's a really me. negative review, then maybe you don't need to leave it. Then it pushes me further into the bag of potato <laughs> chips I was already hovering around. True, true, true. But we have exciting thing coming up. Yes, yes, we we'll have mentioned this on the other podcasts as well. Yeah. But uh, we're doing our first LA live show. Woo! So if you're in the Los Angeles area, uh, it is Wednesday, March 30th at 8:30 p.m. at the Improv Comedy Lab, which is connected to the improv on melrose avenue we have a cool guest we do from reno 911 and from 17 again you wouldn't leave that out (laughs) thomas lennon thomas lennon he's been so close to zach efron i can't i'm getting sweaty i can't wait for the creepiness that is going to ensue (laughs) uh and you can be there for only five dollars oh what a great deal come on out and support if you can yeah um it would be our pleasure to have you in the it audience. certainly would. Uh, also, we'll be doing a giveaway uh, on this episode, too. So listen for the first question, and you could win a, an autographed DVD by our guest today. Yep, and so, then just leave your comment in on our website. Yep, on popmyculturepodcast.com. Great. Shall we get to our amazing guest? Yeah! Woo! <laughs> our guest today, this is very exciting. This uh, is Cole's life dream come true. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you may recall on the uh, podcast that we did at the Year in Review, we did New Year's resolutions. Yep. Mine was to get this gentleman on the podcast, and he is here. It happened! Uh, from Greece and uh, Midnight Madness, 1941, Zapped, a I whole bunch of other things. Hand. Exactly. Eddie Deason is here. Hi, my, Eddie. Hi, how are you? It's great to be here. Oh, man. One of the few New Year's resolutions that it, uh, people actually achieved. I know. I know. <laughs> Everybody screws up, though, but you got this one. Good. When yeah. Paul said that, I was like, I don't even want to think yeah. about mine this <laughs> year. <laughs> I've well, had I, so many with women, I haven't achieved. <laughs> never. Do this stuff with Angelina Jolie. Never, never happened. It's, it could happen. This could be oh, your maybe year. Maybe so. Yeah. Maybe so. You never know. I mean, I won't hit the gym like I say I'm going to, but, you know. <laughs> One down. <laughs> there we go. Well, thanks for coming on, Eddie. This My is, pleasure. This is awesome. Um, people 
know you from a plethora of films from the 80s, particularly, uh, and 70s, I guess. And your voice from tons of stuff. Countless things. Um, But most people probably know you uh, as Eugene from Greece. Yeah. Uh, That must have been the most amazing filming experience ever. It was awesome. Great time. It was like a two-month party. Everybody was great. I was a little scared of Jeff Conaway. Jeff was a little bit off kilter at the time. <laughs> yeah. but he's, he's mellow now. <laughs> Jeff is a, he's a, at a home right now. He's at a hospital. He's, oh, a, he's, really? he's had nine back operations, but <gasps> oh I saw gosh. him. Wonderful guy. He's a great guy. But uh, he's a different person now. He's, he's gone through a lot of different things. But it, it was great. Yeah. Getting back to Greece, it was great. Yeah. Anyone that I've ever heard interviewed about the experience says the same thing, that it yeah. was like two months of camp, two months yeah. of a party. And it Absolutely. Just, that yeah. sounds so surreal. Yeah, that was it, your first project, My right? first film. And it, it was exciting that way. Yeah. You know you, you know how the business is. We, yeah. They don't know, but we'd pay them, you know. Right. You'd pay them <laughs> to be in this mood, but they pay. I was getting scale. It was great at the time. Uh, I would take the bus down to Venice from Hollywood. I would slept down on the bus. Literally every morning, like like four thirty in the morning, I oh couldn't you know, be on the set like at six or six thirty, yeah. and I would slep down. And then Craterface, the bad guy, yeah. he hurried. We were in the makeup room, and he goes, "You take the bus every day?" Yeah, he goes, "No, you're going to be going with me." So he'd give me a ride every oh, day. He was actually a nice guy. Yeah, he was oh a nice guy God. in real life. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Not to be a downer, by the way, but he passed on of AIDS. He oh, was one no. of my friends who died of AIDS. Yeah, oh he was gosh. a great guy, Dennis Stewart, wonderful guy. Yeah, I think he was twenty nine. When oh, he wow. passed away. Yeah, no. yeah. He's, I think, of all us kids, I think he's the only one that's passed away. Oh my yeah. gosh. Yeah. Well, since it was your first project, did you sort of have the feeling that that was how most projects would be? You know, did you realize like how special the experience was? It was at the cool time? because it, at the time, this is before your time. You yeah. got you guys are young, but John Travolta was like God. You know, he yeah. was like right. James Dean, Marlon Brando rolled into it. So to see John Travolta was kind of like surreal. We knew it was something special, right? Uh, I did. I thought it would be a hit, but I think everybody, when you do a film, you think it's going to be a hit, right? But I learned later, you go in and these are, you know, I could smell a turkey because I've done so many of them. <laughs> but when you do your early films, you think, you know, you always think this is going to be a hit. This is going to be Wizard of Oz. It's going to be Citizen Kane. Everybody thinks that, you know. Nobody thinks we're going to go in the tank. Right. Because, you know. You right. Know. But I, I kind of thought it would be good. It was a $6 million budget. It was rock bottom. And, you know, and it, it was big. Yeah. Oh, one of yeah. my favorite movies of all yeah. time. Oh, and thanks. girls love that movie. We do. Girls love they that do. movie. I talked to girls who have broke the tape. I played two <laughs> girls. I played the tape so many times I broke it. Oh, my gosh. Oh, yeah. Women love that film. For, uh, guys like it, but it's something special to women. It is so yeah. exciting. And yeah. Vanessa Trivia, I was okay. Rizzo in my Greece. And guess who you were my not. real life boyfriend was? Eugene. My, no my way. Production of no Eugene. way. Yeah. So they rewrote it. Well, they. Because Eugene just, is alone. Well, no, not in. He, like in, in the, the real, play. He and, is but with then her? we, in, and at our high school, we went to prom together. Oh, is that right? Yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. I see. It wasn't my cool. problem. He was older. My Eugene was older, but okay. uh, Eugene has a very special part in my heart. Oh, cool. Okay, yeah. <laughs> That's like it's one of those few f- films I feel, and even the play, but the film especially that like women love it and guys like it, but it's cool for both to like it. Yeah, you know what I yeah. mean? Absolutely. It's not. It's, it's one of the musicals that guys can like, and everybody's cool with that. You yeah, know, no, you don't get any grief for absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, Unlike right. Cole's relationship with Oklahoma. <laughs> Oklahoma. Come on. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I was a musical theater kid. I did a lot of that kind of stuff, too. And I, Grease is actually you? one of the... A big f- jock like you? Yeah, big, yeah, big jock like <laughs> you. Um, and, you know, you get a lot of grief when you're a theater kid growing yeah. up. You know, right. I didn't so much because I was always kind of funny. So, like, I could... Whenever bullies would pick on me in any way, I would just say something kind of knock, like... Knock. Clever. Yeah, I did not get a joke. I would just say something kind of goofy or clever, and then, like, people would laugh, and then they didn't quite get it, so then they would just be like, he must be all right. Right. Interesting. Like, you could always combat that with humor. So I was one of the lucky people that kind of could float around social groups, and it was okay. I have a funny one with that, Cole. It's it's kind of weirdly ironic, but how light, you know, how the karma of the universe works. But there was the one kid when I was in school, I was always bullied. This one guy, he was a jock. He would always pick on me. Now he's like, he writes me, Eddie, we love you. You're my wife's favorite actor. Really? I have a mailing list every day. I send out jokes, and he goes, and he's really, he's he's almost propitiative now. It's almost totally different. You know what I mean? Oh, my gosh. My daughter loves you. She loves Polar Express, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and this guy, and, and you know, I try to be cool about it. I go, yeah. should I write? And I wrote him back a very nice thing. He sent me a picture of his family. And I go, should I just motivate on what he did? And I go, no. I go, you have a beautiful family. And I emailed him back. You know, it's funny how life can turn around that did way. Did he remember that he was a bully to you? Do I you don't think? know. He never mentions it. Yeah. But he, I think he remembers it. I think maybe that's why he's so overboard and right. nice to me now. Right. Yeah, you know, who knows? But I, I remember it. I remember yeah, it clearly. Yeah, how could you but, not? But I, don't, but I was never a bully. I don't know if bullies remember that they picked I've on these kids. I've wondered that too. Like, yeah. 
Yeah. Because I think they've probably got their own stuff that's usually going on. Yeah, with maybe them. So. so. Like, who knows if they well, notice? He how was our one. I guess you guys all had the same. We all had the same. When you're in, when you're going to high school, you have the guy that's this guy's going to be in the NBA. This guy's going to yeah. be a, this girl's going to go be, be the new Marilyn Monroe. Right. Every class has that. Yeah. But nobody ever made. You know, nobody yeah, hardly ever does. But he yeah. was going to be our guy. He was going to play in the NBA. He was the big jock in Maryland. You know. But now he's a gym teacher. You know. Mm. Yeah. It's weird because you know I, when I remember when I went to my ten year high school reunion. Um, it was kind of exactly what I wanted it to be. It was like the people that were kind of mean or like they were like the kind of cruel jock guys yeah. were like didn't leave Davis. That's where I'm from. Yeah. We're kind of like a little bit, you know, fatter and balder now or whatever. <laughs> and like some of the cheerleaders just stayed and had a couple kids or whatever. Like they didn't really do a lot. And then the kids that were kind of awkward and weird went off to New York and now are fashion yeah. photographer. Or like, <laughs> right. Like have these like amazing yeah. jet set lives. Yeah. It's like that's exactly what I wanted this to be. Thank yeah. you, Reunion. <laughs> yeah. Right. Things are going to work out. Yeah. I mean, oh. ideally, I wouldn't have been able to make it. I would have had to set, send a tape of me on set in Brazil right. where I was doing <laughs> my new picture. Right. Really wanted to be there, guys. But, <laughs> you know. You know what I saw, Cole? I, I didn't go, but I know a lot of the girls know, and they'd send me the, the books, what, what became, you know, this is what they're doing now. And a lot of the really mean guys vanished into the woodwork. There were, like, some really mean kids. The re- I mean, this guy was a bully. These guys were the really, you know, there's some gnarly kids. There's always about three or four of them. And they were just gone. They were just blank. They weren't in the book at all. So Whoa. they just kind of evaperated in society Disappeared. somewhere. Yeah. They yeah. didn't want to remember. Yeah. Bad days. But you got to play a bully in your very, yeah. very first movie. Oh, yes. That's right. right. Yeah. Right. Is that the joke? of all time <laughs> i couldn't scare a little girl but i yeah let's beat his head in man yeah you're very intimidating yeah. oh thank you yeah so, so te- technically you filmed that after greece but it was released before greece. yes exactly that so. was march 1st 77 greece was june 16th 77 yeah you're good very good, really good. yeah yeah that's yeah. good yeah that was a turkey. And he so – I don't want to bring down your podcast with a doubt, but he died of AIDS. Oh Kim God. Milford died of really? AIDS. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Laser Blast is – I don't know if you've ever seen it, Vanessa. I Probably not. Most it's my haven't. one bat. yeah. The, the uh, bully. It's, it's one of those films that like – it's more notorious for being on Mystery Science Theater 3000. Yes, exactly. Than it was when it came out. Yeah. Because it's, okay. it's that yeah. bad. Yeah. Like, it, but it's like can't be fun is to watch it. Is that the you die in? Yes, that's the okay, one I die in. Yeah. I get blown up in a car. Yeah. yeah. And the, you're right, Cole. The best thing they ever did was Mystery Science Theater. That that made it good. I saw that, and it's hilarious. Yeah, it's Much really, better really than funny. the film. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, those well, films have to exist for that show to exist, so it yeah. all evens out. Well, yeah. you, you know, you got really lucky with the extent of, like, the laser blast is the one thing you could say, like, early on that you did that was like, eh, it was kind of weird. And then you got Grease. Yeah. Right. Uh, yeah, you, you didn't know, have yeah. a whole lot. Because <laughs> I think, like, you know, when you're trying to be an actor in this town, which is tough, you know, you, you take a lot of gigs that are just like, well, it was a job, you know? Yeah, exactly. And then you look back at it and you're like, this is what they're going to show when I go on a talk show later on when I'm right. doing better stuff. Right. They're like, check out this goofy thing. And yeah, they'll show so some wearing a chicken suit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I have so many of those things. <laughs> I have more of those things. And you don't have a Grease yet. No, I don't have – I'm not yet – I'm hoping for Grease 3. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no one else. Is. Which I'm surprised they have not done that. No, you know who I always thought was it? And they never did. And this is like 10 years ago. So they've been talking about it for 10 or 20 years. Yeah. Britney Spears. She Whoa. was perfect. She danced. She was a perfect Sandy. She would have been perfect casting, but it was never done. She was great in Crossroads. Yeah. Never saw it. Oh. That's the one. <laughs> Mommy, it's you or something. Yeah. Yeah. Never saw that. Oh, I would just yeah. think that's that okay. just, just the, the title recognition, the franchise of Grease, yeah. Like, yeah. that somebody would be like, let's just do Grease, the next generation. You know or what? Something. You're right. I, I think because Grease 2 tanks so bad, I guess that was a bad taste in their mouth. But people was such a turkey. People, it was, but people, there's people I know that like lo- love it. Like, no, love like it, it better than, than one. Than one. Mom and I go to Las Vegas. There's a waiter we get every year in Vegas. He's a Grease 2 nut. He doesn't want to talk about Grease. He asks me really? everything about Grease. Yeah, Grease 2. You're kidding, right? There's a website for Grease 2. Oh it's my like, gosh. who cares? Get a life. You know? <laughs> I mean, Grease is a life, but Grease 2? I remember loving Grease 2. When I was little. You like Grease too. Well, I loved Grease and Grease. I just loved right. anything Grease when I was right. little. And then like when I got into high school, I rewatched Grease too, And I was right. like, oh. Yeah. You know how you have those movies you see as a young person? And then I didn't know if part of the Grease effect on women was John and Jeff. Yes. They're like these Greek gods, you know. And mm. these, yeah. I thought that was, and, you know, Matthew Maxwell wasn't quite the same. No. He was more a genteel, you know. You need some guy like, that's yeah. like a little scary. Yeah. yeah. He, t- he invited me to his dressing room and we had tea and cookies. Are it's you like, serious? Yeah. He goes, come on. <laughs> he was just a shy guy. He was a very nice guy, but he was a shy guy. And we, we had tea and cookies, you know. <laughs> yeah. It was like he's a proper English guy. Wild, no man. No crumpets, but yeah. The Grease yeah. too 
you did have Christopher McDonald, who I'm a huge fan Chris of. McDonald, Chris yeah, McDonald, yeah. He works a lot. He Happy does. Madison. Yeah, yeah. And Michelle Pfeiffer, who Ooh. I talked to. I said one time we were on stage together, and I turned to him. I go, you're beautiful. Like, Because she was so mesmerizingly beautiful. She's like Cameron Diaz in Mask. You know? Some of the, they're like Marilyn Monroe. Yeah. She was that beautiful. And I go, you're beautiful. And she goes, thank you. And that was the only time I talked to her the whole time. Oh, my yeah. gosh. She was just mesmerized. You, you, know, you, just, you know, some of these girls, you, your jaw just drops. Yeah. And Michelle was that beautiful. I have a, another um, friend of mine that had met her, I guess, right about at that time. Like, um, he had a mutual friend with her. And she, he was just like, oh, my friend's coming over to dinner. And it was her. And he walked in. And he said the same thing. Like, yeah. he'd never been around a person that was that, like, ethereal. Exactly. Just unnaturally beautiful yeah, looking. Yeah, yeah. Ooh. Yeah, Cameron Diaz had it, but only in the mask. Yeah. She was that way in the mask, but, and she's a good-looking woman, but she was never that knockout except in the mask. You just look at her on screen, and you can't believe that. That glowy, that weird. Yeah. yeah. Well, it was also yeah. really early for her, and she was really voluptuous in that film. Yeah. Right. And then I felt like she fell into the whole, like, uh-oh, Hollywood leading lady must lose X amount of pounds and Maybe hard so. body. Maybe so. Yeah. And, yeah. and, I mean, I think she's great. I think sometimes she tries a little too hard to be funny. Like, I think sometimes, oh, yeah. like, they... I think she is naturally funny, but then right. I, you can tell in some of these movies that they're just like, all right, Cameron. Be silly. Camp it up. And yeah. then you can see her kind of doing that a little bit. Yeah. Right. It's like, well, yeah. I, I think she's an actress who has an ability for comedy, but yeah. I don't think she's necessarily like a, comic. a comedian. Yeah. Right. yeah. She's not a comic. She's a comic actress. Yeah. yeah. Probably right. Her. But, yeah. but she's great. Yeah. The Mask was like, I remember when, I, when that Ooh. first came out, I was like, wow. She's yeah. Like, who is that? Believe it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, in that dress. That's kind of one of my early memories of realizing like people could be beautiful. Right. Because, you know, I just thought like... Because I'm stupid. Growing up, like, when you get to be a big girl, you just put on a dress and everybody's pretty if they put makeup on. Because that's, like, what they do in movies. Right. But I think I was starting to realize that wasn't exactly <laughs> that's everyone's I, I wonder if it's such a different reality, girls growing up and guys. I yeah. wonder if all girls think that way. I wonder. I, I started to realize the real clincher for me was when I was, I think it was, like, sixth grade. I came to school in this, like, one-piece, like, skirt top thing. And... I saw another girl wearing it who was a really pretty girl, and I realized that it wasn't the clothes that made someone pretty. I was like, that looks different on her. Interesting, yeah. It's all started coming together. Yeah, Yeah, like It's the face that they they, the really hot women. You know the story of Marilyn Monroe where she was with a guy, and they're they're walking down the street, and nobody recognized her. He goes, you're Marilyn Monroe. Nobody sees. She goes, oh, you want to see Marilyn? And she just she poured it on, and everybody, that's Marilyn Monroe. Everybody stopped. She, like, put out that thing. Wow. The greats can do that, and she could just put out this aura like yeah. Am I doing it? Oh, yeah. You've been doing it. <laughs> I'm going to take a cold shower. I mean, you've been doing it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's also the thing about, about Cameron Diaz and the mask. Like, that was the personification to me of Jessica Rabbit at the time. Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Right. Like, I was obsessed with Roger Rabbit when that came out. I saw it, like, right. four times in the theater. Because I right. think I was, like, around 12 or so. Like, I was the perfect age for Roger yeah. Rabbit. Right. Like, and it was, like, such a breathtaking technical achievement, too. And it was funny. At 12, and, yeah. Cole thinks this is yeah. a breathtaking. Well, it was, you, you know, you'd seen a little bit of that in things like Bedknobs and Broomsticks. Yeah. And th- right. Other things Ooh, like that where they had the combination of, of animation with... You know, incredible Mr. Olympic, yeah. you know, things right. like that, but not to that extent and that technical like aspect. Yeah, that, of, at the time, that was, it, now it's not much, but at the time, this was a huge breakthrough. Yeah. You've yeah. never seen anything like it. Which, you know, Robert Zemeckis has always been about technical breakthroughs. Exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah. By the way, I got news for you. I tried my biggest disappointment of my career. I auditioned for Roger Rabbit. <gasps> and oh, really? it was really? just not, a, it was just, you know, you go in sometimes and it wasn't good. For Bob Roger? was there for Roger Rabbit. Oh, yeah. I would have been different. Charlie was great, but I, I would have been different. And yeah. it just was one of those that wasn't a good audition. Oh. Yeah. And I just knew it. I shook hands and that was it. But that was my biggest disappointment. I would love to have played that role. That would have yeah. been so awesome. Yeah. yeah. You've gotten to do some really good ones, though. Oh, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> and you've, you've gotten to work with Robert Zemeckis a ton. Oh, he's the best. Yeah, he's the best. so amazing. Phenomenal. Yeah. yeah. Uh, his first film was I Want to Hold Your Hand. Yes. So yeah. that's that's how you guys met, right? Was yes, exactly. Or? Yeah, nine auditions. The most auditions I ever Really? Had. Nine auditions for that film. I went in, auditioned. Bob Gale was partner, who's yeah. on my mailing list. Bob and I are good friends. He was crying, literally. For some reason, we just, you know, you just hit each other's buttons. Yeah. I just started doing it, and he was laughing so hard. He was crying, I remember. Yeah. Well, I want to know, because I know you are a really big Beatles fan. Oh, the biggest, Perhaps yeah. the world's biggest. Oh, yeah. Uh, arguably. What came first, that role or your obsession? You know what? I was playing myself. I yeah. Just, I, I remember reading, there was a magazine called Dramalogue. I think they still have it. And there was an ad in there. We were looking for a Beatles fan, and I thought, that's me. I looked, I, you know, you just play yourself, yeah. you know. And I went in and that was it. I just, I, I knew all that stuff. I made oh, up a I lot of it and it. I knew it. Yeah. Oh, that yeah. is so great. Yeah. Yeah, it's great. I particularly love the scene with, uh, with Wendy Jo Sperber. Yes. She's wonderful. Yeah. She's phenomenal. Great yeah. actress. She lied about her age. 
Did she really? She was like 16. She, really? she lied and said she was 18 because she couldn't have done the movie. She lied. She's like 16 years old doing this. She was oh, wow. Greatest comedy partner oh, I ever had. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. That's amazing. She was a natural. Incredibly funny. Yeah. Incredibly funny. I love the scene where the Colin radio show happens right. and they ask who the who the uh, youngest Beatle is. Right. <laughs> and, uh, of course, she answers George. And right. And you answer Ringo. Right. And then get into the fight. Because technically, yes, he's been in the Beatles the shortest amount of right. time. So he's exactly. the youngest Beatle. Yeah. But not in age. <laughs> right. Just like that, to me, is like the perfect little snippet of that kind of you know fandom yeah yeah the beatles exactly um and then the scene where uh she sees george's guitar or whatever right um also phenomenally great yeah such a cool movie like a lot of people don't know about that film no it should play more it should play that's the one film mine that should play tv more it's a great movie yeah it's so exciting and like just full of yeah, they, they had it on like AMC once, one time. Ben Mankiewicz talked about it and all, but it should play more routinely. Just the, the significance that it was Zemeckis' first film. There's no real stars in it, but it was Zemeckis' first film. It was the first film Spielberg ever produced. Oh, it's, it's I forgot. Film. I didn't yeah. know that. That's he, awesome. It was the first film he ever produced, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It was, it's uh, – I don't think people give Zemeckis the credit that he's due as right. a director because um, if you look at his body work, he's – directed some amazing films. Oh, yeah. yeah it's ridiculous. And, and written a lot of great films, too. Right. Like that, too. But I think he's always been fascinated by what's next, technically. Right. That mm-hmm. he just doesn't direct a lot anymore. Like, he's been working on his motion capture right. a lot, so he's kind of faded out of the, the the light with that kind of stuff. And I'm kind of hoping that, like, maybe he'll helm a live action or just, you know, just to kind of break yeah. it up a little bit to kind yeah. of remind people, like, what he's capable of. You're right. For some reason, that's his, he likes the, the pyrotechnics and all that stuff. Yeah. yeah. He's doing Yellow Submarine. Same, it'll be probably the same thing, you know, special effects and all that. I'm sure he'll do something different with it. So the motion capture technology like they did on Polar Express, um, it's – which they've gotten a lot better at now. Like Polar Express was the first thing on. Yeah, We were 152 dots glued to our face every day. Every day. Yeah. We go in every day to order of the – it was me, Tom, Peter, and Nona. They put – they mark our face, 152 spots of magic mark on our face. Then they glue 152 dots in all these spots. That's how it was. Then we'd lose a dot. Eddie's, then they have a guy, Eddie's lost dot number 38. And they come in and have a lady put it in. You know, Tom's lost dot number 147. Literally. Whoa. They had to have the dot right in the space. Yeah, and they wow. photographed us that way. There were all these cameras around the stage. Lasers come in and shoot us. It was like that. Were you guys shooting together often? Yeah, we were always together. It was oh, always us. Great. We would do our scene, and then kids would do the same scene, and they morphed us together. Oh, my they would, gosh. They had a kid Eddie, a kid Tom, a kid Peter, a kid Nona. That is so yeah, cool. Yeah, that's how they. I don't know how they do it now, but that was, this was the first motion capture. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. Was, did the dot process take a long time? To yeah, get- we were in makeup a, a, probably about an hour. Probably about an hour in the morning, you know, just gluing them on. Yeah. And then it got easy. You know, it gets to be easier every day. They knew. But at first it was, you know, this thought, this. Thought. Then it got to be, you know, da 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 They put them on quicker. Whoa. Yeah. Yeah. It's an amazing technology. They've gotten yeah. better at it now. I think the one thing that was a little off on Polar, if anything, is it's like it's hard to get the the magic behind the eyes. I think that's like the one thing that like when I watch it, it's like, like twinkle. Yeah. 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 Like, but otherwise, I think it's it's phenomenally crazy. Like right. how. Yeah good that technology is yeah and yeah. then like you know beowulf got better and, and like it's just like yeah i feel like he's really nailing that now. right it's um, really trippy to me to watch that stuff because they've been using it for commercials and stuff now too yeah um yeah. which might be a way to pay actors less and to use voiceover i don't know what the because it seems like an expensive way to make, make a commercial but it's so yeah. weird to well, that's watch what's it. funny to me is like people always say like uh-oh they shouldn't do this technology because they're not going to need actors anymore. And I'm like, right. they're always going to need actors. Yeah. Like, they're it's not- one of those myths. Remember when, uh, when movies first came in? Where, I'm sorry, when TV first came in, it was going to destroy movies. That was yeah. the plot. They go, movies will be obsolete. Everybody could just turn on it and it never happened. Yeah. You know? you just, some of these things go around and people get scared and it never happens. It only, I think it only increases people's no, it, appetite. No, you're exactly yeah. right. It yeah. was the best friend they ever yeah. had. It was, you see all these obscure movies you would never hear of again, but you right. see them on TV all the time now. Yeah, I or love let it. alone tape, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. TV. I, I was a kid, child of HBO. That's what I call myself because um, <laughs> you know we always had it growing up, which is how I fell in love with Midnight Madness. Oh yeah, because uh, that was one of those the films. deep, deep love. Hey, yeah. I love that movie beyond love. Really, that movie. we you should have been at the screening, Cole. We had a screening. It was about a year or two ago. They had a screening at the the New Beverly Cinema, or one of those. Oh wow. Yeah, it was really fun. It was me. They had the directors. Uh, not, hardly any cast. Just me and Leon were the only two. Oh, oh wow. yeah. my gosh. Yeah. 
Yeah, no they, twins. The twins weren't there. <laughs> <laughs> didn't, didn't need four seats for them. Didn't need <laughs> the giggling twins. Right. Uh, that's a movie that, like, there's a, a bunch of movies like that for me that I just fell in love with that I watched over and over and over because they always played in the afternoons on HBO. Right. So, like, that one, The Last Unicorn, uh, even the Creepy. pirate movie, which oh. is not good. I've seen but, that now. Uh, pirate movie with Christy McNichol? Yeah. Oh, my Chris God. Yeah, yeah. That is, right. that is the, the weirdest thing I've ever seen. I just saw that at New Year's this really? year. Really? Oh, really? Yeah. I love it, but it's like, I know it's bad when I'm yeah. watching it. It yeah. is so bizarre. Yeah, it is. I just kept thinking, this isn't really happening, like right. the opening <laughs> scene. Right. And then it is. It is completely happening, and the dance numbers are happening, mm-hmm. and the dreamy tan is happening. <laughs> well, it's, they, they make it so it's all a dream. That, yeah. Like, she hit her head or whatever, so like that. No, it makes, like, I love that, like, that convention it's like never mind what happened in the movie right it's never all mind a dream the whole I point wonder, of the movie. getting to that point i wonder who i was chaplin the first to use that are you into chaplin yeah a little bit he, yeah, yeah, yeah he would have he wake up from a dream he had one like he has the beautiful girl and all then he wakes up and he's a janitor in a bank you know was that the first time because the dream device will get you out of anything as a writer really could. you can get yeah. into any situation and the guy wakes up from they did it on uh, dallas right they did yeah, it on yeah. dallas with and, jr and, yeah and yeah Michelle, but anyway you're not alone with midnight madness you know who this festival it was a diablo cody festival yeah she loves it she loves it and i think she was like you she would watch it on cable over and over but that's that was what the festival was about. Well, it's got like it's got a great cast. It's a very mm-hmm. underrated cast. It's Stephen First, who's Stephen First is great, incredibly yeah. funny, a great little yeah. villain in that he's movie. He's slim now. Is he really? I, 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 he's we was at my agency years ago, and he goes, "Do you know who I am, Eddie?" No. He goes, "I'll give you five bucks." I, I didn't win five bucks. I didn't know it was Stephen. I'll give you five <gasps> wow. bucks if you know who I am. Who? I'm Stephen First. You're Stephen oh First. He's, he was slim. I didn't recognize him. Whoa. Yeah, so it cost me five bucks. <laughs> he's, he's getting a little Never bit forgive of him. nice residuals from that commercial that's been running. The Oh, yeah, they have uh, his name Flounder on it. One or right, whatever. exactly. It's for first is the phone or whatever. They're like, first is right. not Stephen First. You played Flounder. And right, exactly. Like, that's a nice little residual. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Uh, but he was great in the movie. Um, it's Michael J. Fox's first screen role. Right. When I think... I think he was Michael J. Fox then because he couldn't the get Michael Fox. The cutest patootie yeah. ever. <laughs> I love him. Very, very freckly in the movie too. Right. That, uh, and David Naughton. David Naughton. Pee-wee. Yeah. Pee-wee oh, yeah. yeah. He's not Pee-wee yet. But yeah. He yeah, yeah. He that. played the, at the arcade. Right. Exactly. Scared you, didn't I? Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Um, Maggie Roswell, who was in The Simpsons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, it's, it's, it's infinitely quotable for some reason. For oh, me. yeah. <laughs> uh, there's a fan site called Fagabeefy. Oh yeah, right. It, which is uh, the thing that Barf's trying to unscramble. Right. <laughs> um, it's just one of those movies that, for some reason, really struck a chord with me as a kid. And plus, like, the idea, like I've wanted to do this, like I've wanted to put together an LA wide scavenger hunt that's mm-hmm. like that. That's yeah. like you do teams, and there's clues, and you got to go to the next location. Right. Because usually when they do scavenger hunts, it's like go find um, like a, a CD by so and so and take a photo of it. Like you go around, you just do things off of a list. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But less about like decode this clue go to this next thing, hmm. that kind of stuff. Like, I think that would be really fun to do. I hmm. just watched it for the first time. Because I Madness? was not a child of HBO. Oh, okay. Yeah, I was a child of, sometimes my grandparents taped us movies off the Disney Channel. <laughs> we didn't have oh, okay, learned. right. <laughs> um, but I watched it, and I was wishing that I had seen it as a kid. Because you know how you can see those movies and just know how nostalgic they would be? Yeah. Um, it was a totally fun, fun movie, though. Yeah, it was. Those girls are beautiful in that movie. You, which girls? I just thought all the girls. I don't know if I not just have twins. a thing. I think I... I just have a thing for like women in short shorts, maybe. That's like interesting. That there, was the in look. The, there was the girl Ooh. in uh, Bob's Big Boy, the, the big boobs. I got to oh. look at it. That was yeah. a fun <laughs> take. Let's do another take. I didn't think I got that one. I didn't though. nail it. I remember it, yeah. her. Maggie, yeah, I got to ride with Maggie on my bike. Ooh. I never thought of her as beautiful. That's funny. I guess it's beautiful. I mean, I, she was a lovely girl, yeah. but I didn't think of her as, you know, hot. I don't, I yeah. think it might just be the, the look, like that tan. Roller skatey look. Maybe I don't know. So. I was yeah. watching yeah. and I was like, "Lucky Eddie." <laughs> interesting. Interesting. Yeah, I do love that scene with uh, in the diner when they're all ordering the melons. Right. And, uh, and throw their stuff down. Yeah. You know, yeah. Steve, Steve first looks up and goes, "Miss." Yeah. And this completely clears right. the table. Yeah. Oh, it's so good. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's just I, for some reason like I, it's it's one of those movies that just has a place for a lot of people. Like you wouldn't think it's as popular as it is. Yeah. Good um, to hear. <laughs> yeah, it really is. So you played Wesley, the leader of the white team. Right. Um, I, I'm assuming they filmed it a lot in segments. So you probably didn't interact with a lot of the other teams very often. Yeah, you're right. Actually, you're right. It was mostly us. Yeah. Um, I, I guess I guess the red team a little bit because you guys uh, team up later. That was the girls? The girls, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. Where you have the fight at the arcade. Right. And other things too. Yeah. Um, how long of a shooting process was that? Was it? I think it was about two months. Yeah. Yeah, it was the summer of 79. Uh, yeah, Disney, about two months. Yeah. 
And that, yeah, that a lot of people don't know that that was a Disney movie. Right. I didn't know that. Disney. No, this it was at that time it was a big deal. I go, I, I have one of these mean machines between my legs. I'm riding the moped, and that was considered that was pretty risque for Disney at that Whoa. time. Yeah, believe it or not. Yeah. Times have changed. Yeah. Oh, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah. just watched a really good Disney documentary. Oh, Waking Sleeping Beauty. Oh, Waking Sleeping Beauty. Yeah. yeah. Have you guys phenomenal. heard of that? No. Is yeah, it good? It's great. It's great. Okay. It's really interesting. It's about the whole like. Rebirth of the animation department after it kind of was at rock bottom, sort of during the Black Cauldron, right. and then like the birth of Little Mermaid and all those movies coming out. It was right. really exciting though. But they talk about you know the the changing directions at Disney. I recommend it to anybody. It was That's so fascinating because the old ones. I, I'm not. That into, I grew up going to those films. Cinderella. Yeah. Those were the first films I ever yeah. saw. Cinderella and the Disney. You know, Hundred One Dalmatians. And I never liked them that much. You know, I, the Disney cartoons. I was always a Warner Brothers cartoon. Oh know? yeah, Daffy Duck, Bugs Bunny. These are the great cartoons. Right. But there's a school that the Disney ones are so aesthetic. They're just so visually beautiful, but they're not that funny. Right. But the, if you look at them in color, they're beautifully aesthetic. Yeah, it yeah. was super interesting. And just talking about, it was kind of the same thing that we were talking about earlier, how new medias make people fear the other one's not going to happen anymore. Right. Like the effect that film and TV were having on the animation departments. And yeah, wasn't it Beauty and the Beast? That kind of brought it back, right? Is that yeah. the one? Well, it was, I guess it was Little Mermaid. Little Mermaid, Little Mermaid yeah. was the one. Okay. And then Beauty, Beauty and the Beast, Beast was nominated. And, and, and then yeah, that really, one like totally. Now they're like every year there'll be several now, but that, yeah, it's, yeah. it's kind of like the Simpsons with cartoons. Yeah. If you forget animation was dead. It was yeah. so dead. Funny cartoons. You had the worst crap cartoons and then the Simpsons came and then they kind of upped the bar. And yeah. then you get Family Guy and great stuff, you know? Yeah, not a lot. Lots yeah. of stuff is going on. Are you yeah. a big... I mean, you do a lot of animated voices. Yeah, I used to more, but yeah. yeah. Do yeah. you watch a lot of animation? Oh, I, lo- I love family. Simpsons, it ran its course. It's yeah. great as it was. But I, I think, you know, they should end after about 14 years. Yeah. But it's still funny, though, when you watch it. Yeah. But it's like anything. It's like, you know, the Beatles, they ended after seven years. If the Beatles were going now, I don't know if they'd be as good, you know? You know what I mean? They just called an end to it. You make a lot of amazing work and then, yeah. Yeah, you just do this thing and you end it. It's like, what if Elvis had died in the 50s? We'd see that Elvis stuff would all be great. But they did all these horrible movies in the 60s, you know, (laughs) off this myth of Elvis, you know. Yeah, but well, everybody's forgiven him for that at this yeah. point. Oh, and yeah, all we he's, remember he's is yeah, the, he's, yeah. The, he's the god of the 20th century. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For Simpsons, for me, like uh, I remember, I had a favorite joke on one episode, and then they, it went to syndication, and then the joke disappeared, and I was like so bent out of shape Aww. about it. It was <laughs> controversial, you mean, or what? I don't know if it, if they cut it for time because of that, or if they cut it because it was a product shout out somehow, mm. and maybe they oh. Mountain Dew was upset about uh, it. Interesting. But what it was basically, in a nutshell, I'll keep this brief, but. Um, it was the Flim Flam Man episode that uh, Edward Norton did a voice on where Bart and, and Homer were starting to do like little scams out on the wharf and then they right. get scammed out of their car by Edward Norton. So their car is gone and uh, Marge wakes up Homer in the morning and is like, what happened to the car? And he's like, oh, it was stolen by a guy with uh, crazy red hair. And uh, <laughs> so they arrest groundskeeper Willie. Um, and so she's like, they caught the guy, they caught the guy. And then she asks him more questions and he can't deal with it. So he reaches into his bedside table, takes a green bottle of chloroform, puts it on a rag and puts himself back to sleep. (laughs) And then later on in the episode, he's on the witness stand and they're asking him questions and he goes to do the same thing. He grabs the green bottle, he pours it in the thing and he doesn't doesn't go out and he looks at the bottle and goes, oh, Mountain Dew. (laughs) To me, that was like the funniest thing ever. And then gone completely that yeah. the whole horror thing was gone and i was like what no <laughs> i had okay I'd, I'd send out every day i have a daily mailing list like 180 of my friends this was my trivia question they see if you can get it this is a simpsons question okay who's the only character in the history of the simpsons to be drawn with five fingers instead of four whoa Ooh. this was my question of the day today we're just talking about the simpsons that's a very good question i don't know i really don't know we god don't- there was an episode where Homer meets God, and oh. God was drawn with five, five fingers. fingers. Oh, my yeah. gosh. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. That's cool. That's very cool. I love that you like trivia, too. Oh, that's yeah. I'm a really trivia. fun. I have a question today every day on my mailing list. Oh, yeah. my gosh. That's yeah. so cool. I was looking yeah. on your website, and you have a lot of fun stuff oh, yeah. there, too. Yeah. Um, trivia and stuff. Oh, and I want to just give you a shout-out from my childhood, because you were on, to me, a very pivotal episode of Punky Brewster. Oh, Where God, she yes. redecorates oh. her room. Yes, with oh, the roller. Yes. Yeah, I carried one. Yeah, I remember She made that. my yeah. dream room. <laughs> so, Did you watch that show? I was the biggest Punky Brewster fan. Oh, I wanted goodness, to be no her way. so bad. No yeah. way. All the colors and Oy the happiness. Vey. So spunky. Interesting. Oh, man. Yeah. yeah, I love yeah, that so show, like... too. I even like the animated cartoon of Punky Brewster. Oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> was that fun to work on or a bizarre kind no, of... No, to be honest, I was relieved to get off. And it, was, yeah. it, was, it, was, it was like, what's the Woody Allen film? He's getting paid and 
then he can't. St- he doesn't like the integrity of the show, so he resigns. Yeah. It wasn't, was it Annie Harwich one? He's a writer for a yeah, show, yeah, and it, yeah. it's like he's putting out this crap stuff, and he he quits. But he's really he's, he doesn't make any money now. They're giving him a lot of money. That's how Punky Brewster. Oh was. yeah. They give you all this money, but I go, God, I'm doing this show. <laughs> no offense, because I if you like, but I didn't like doing it that much. Well, I think if you're a six year old girl, it's kind of perfect. maybe so. Yeah, maybe and everybody like, has their own taste. You yeah. know, they were wonderful people. George was a great guy. She was Soleil. a very nice girl. Mm. Yeah, she was very nice. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, George Gaines really. He was great. Funny, cool yeah. dude. Yeah. yeah, awesome guy. Police Academy. Yeah. yeah Tootsie. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. I love him. The Police Academy movies. I have a soft spot for those movies as well yeah and I, it's funny because like a lot of those movies i try to revisit and they just don't hold up and yeah that can happen that and my happen. and my wife hasn't seen a lot of them so we'll, i'll be like oh jenny we gotta watch this and then we'll be about 20 minutes and it'll be like yeah this yeah <laughs> no that can happen or it, it can skip or it can go the reverse you can not like a movie and then you tune it in again you know the yeah. apartment i never liked the apartment then I tune in. this is like one of the greatest movies ever made it's Love like you're looking at it a new unit of time or something i don't know but that'll happen too or it'll go back you ever had that happen with girls call you were yeah, yeah. This is a ginger or Marianne. Marianne was really hot in this episode. That's not that hot. Why was that? When you were a kid, that's really you turned you on. by yeah. the razzle dazzle. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's weird. Like, my biggest crush when I was a kid in movies was Jennifer Conley in Labyrinth. I oh, was, like, she was gorgeous. In yeah. love with her. In the oh, movie. please. Yeah. Um, whereas everybody else I know was in love with David Bowie. So, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, it's weird when you look back at She was really beautiful. Yeah, Tom yeah. Hanks Hanks took me to three Dodger games after we did Polar Express. And he comes over to me one day. He goes, this is our generation. And he goes, Eddie, he goes, Ginger Marianne. This is, <laughs> this is how we talk. And I go, when I was a kid, my big crush was Don Wells. He was my first crush. But then as I got to be a man, it definitely switched to Ginger. And he goes, I always give the same answer. This is what Hank said. He goes, he goes, it depends on the episode. He goes, it's right. Yeah, sometimes it's ginger. Sometimes you want Marianne. You got to, it depends on the episode. There you go. I love it. I want Tom Hanks to be my dad. I oh, mean, really? I love my real dad too, but I just think an extra dad, Tom Hanks. I can perfect. see that because, you know, he's like the, he's like the Jimmy Stewart of our generation. Yes. And he, he, I told him this once. I go, I go, you have this profound integrity. There's something about the guy. He just has this innate integrity like Jimmy Stewart had. I feel there's like you could sit down with him. He could help you out and give yeah, you a hug. Yeah, there's a profound decency uh, about him. And he was that way in real life. He's just, he's just a really decent guy. I love him. Yeah. Yeah, he's a phenomenal actor. I, I kind of wish he oh, would go, go back and just do a comedy again. It's been a while. You yeah. Know what I mean? Yeah. Like he does these, he does these great dramas and yeah, character studies, but I was like, Let's go back and do something goofy. That's yes, yeah, I, I watched League of Their Own is one of those I watch oh, over and over it. all the yeah. time. Yeah. He, he's great in that. It's comedy. He's so hilarious. Funny. Yeah. By the way, I maintain this. I think the girl was out when he, they show the girl. She tags her sister, the big play. Oh yeah. The play. She <laughs> tags her, and then the ball goes out. That is an out. That's, That's an out. baseball. Yeah. If you tag somebody and then you go and the ball hits ground and drops out, they're still out. You'd made the tag. Yeah. But in the movie, oh, she's out. No, she. That girl was out. Incorrect call. Yeah, it was a bad call. Yeah. Like if you make the that. tag, it's an out. If you have yeah. position during the tag, like if you tag him and you take, bring the ball back, yeah. you're fine. If you're blocking the plate and then they run into you and right. then you drop it, it's not. You have to hold on to it. But I feel like if, as long as the tag's in there first. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Watch the movie carefully. You'll see she makes the tag and then they'll do the close board and she has the ball firmly in her hand and, to go, and it knocks knocked out on the ground. And oh, they my go, oh, to go, she dropped the ball. You know, whatever. Gina Davis dropped the ball. But no, she made the tag. She was out. I'm sure. Yeah. This is my favorite thing about the internet. There is probably a whole forum about it. I wonder, yeah. I, I love like yeah. getting on something like that because every time I think I'm not, I'm the only person that's mad about this. I yeah. never am. There's always well, like a whole somebody. group of anonymous yeah. people yeah, also mad. I, always, I consider that the greatest feminist film ever made. It's I like love these it. women bond together, they work together. You know, they, anybody that attacks their little group, they push them. Away. It's it's great. It's not stridently mean like the feminists really are. They're mean people, but <laughs> these are like lovable, nice. They're feminists and they're just women working together. If anybody tries to attack the group, they you know they. Merge as a group, they and Madonna is adorable. She's her best film, right? Yeah. It's Madonna's best she's really film. Good. Yeah, she's awesome. Ugh. I think uh, Simon, I think of Simon Pegg, maybe on Twitter, who was tweeting about watching it for the first time. And he's like, "Oh, I hate Kit so much. Oh, he's yeah. so mad at Kit." Yes. You know what? That's the one part I didn't like, Cole. You're right because she's like a spoiled brat, yeah. and she gets, and she, in the end, she wins. You don't want that to happen. No, right. Gina Davis. You know, she got her on team. She go, no, da da da. But it's like her sister's the hero, and she's really upset and all. It's like you know, she's not very gracious to her sister. No, not yeah. at all. Betty Spaghetti is so sweet. Man, I'm that's, just... That's Rob Reiner's daughter, you know. <gasps> I didn't that's know That's their that. daughter, yeah. Oh, that's my That's Tracy gosh. Reiner, yeah. yeah. Shut Betty up. Spaghetti. She's pretty. Really pretty. pretty. Yeah. Yeah, I literally watched about a half hour of that the other day because it's been on cable a lot. Yeah, and, plays uh, all the time. It's one of those, you know, your favorite films you can watch over and over. I watch yeah. that film. I never get sick of it. No. I watch it over and over. I never get tired it's of like it. It's like favorite books for me. Like, I don't, I like to read before I go to sleep. And right. so I have those books that I don't care where I open it because you right. know the story so well. It just feels good to, like, yes, look I've, in that yeah, world. And yeah. there's movies like
books on the Beatles, yeah. Martin and Lewis, Elvis, my favorite books. I reread them yeah. five or six times. And it's, it, you're right, it's the same joy. It just it's like seeing so a great nice. movie again. Yeah. 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 I remember that. It makes me feel good. So I really quickly want to touch on Critters too. <laughs> oh, please. Okay, yeah. Because uh, right. I love, again, love those movies growing up. Yeah. And I actually like Critters 2 the best of the Critters movies. A guy emailed me about that, Cole, and I didn't know what to say. He goes, we're the Critters 2 fan club. Can you answer? Da, da, da. And he writes like 20 crap. And I just go, I forget. I forget. He goes, <laughs> where did you film this? I forget. What, did you have any memory? No, I forget. Because I don't, don't know that much about it. I remember doing the scene. And I just let, I, oh, I, I turn into a girl on that, right? I do drag, right? You do that. Yeah. You did the whole, like, well, you're, the, it, it, part of the plot is that there's one of those bounty hunters is trying to find a form and you can shape shift. And right. so he takes on your form. Form briefly because okay. you're the manager of the Hungry Heifer restaurant. Or right. Whatever. And then um, – so then you got – I'm assuming you got to put the big getup on and the big gun and the big leather suit and all that stuff too, which mm-hmm. must have been pretty crazy. Right. But uh, yeah, I, I recommend checking that out. It's a pretty <laughs> It's one movie. I've never seen. I've never seen that movie. Really? You haven't seen Curtis too? No. I, I haven't just, either, it was just but a I was it. It's really, it's really <laughs> goofy. It's really goofy little okay. monster movie from the 80s. Yeah. So. Okay. So uh, we'll go to 1941 instead. Oh, yeah. That That was that was happy memories. Not necessarily the greatest film, but great memories. Yeah. Well, I mean, tremendous cast. Like everybody's in it. Yeah. Um, Because it's one of those epic comedies. At least that was the intent of it. Can you believe he's been gone for 30 years? I cannot believe Belushi's been gone for 30 years. It shows you how quick life goes by. It's crazy. It's mind boggling. He was just here. It's like yesterday he was here. Mm. Unbelievable. And that movie, uh, you know, I think it kind of the scope of it was kind of like an it's a mad, 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 mad world kind of thing. Right. You know, Midnight Madness was that. Yeah, very much so. Right. Um, But the idea of the epic all-star comedy. Right. It's two and a half hours. Yeah. uh, It's got a bunch of famous faces in it. We're going to put all these people together. It can't go wrong. And Spielberg, you know, you can imagine how we we thought, this is money in the bank. There's no way. And then we go to the preview. It was the, a hollow theater. Only I think Dan Aykroyd was the only one laughing. It's like you heard his hollow laugh it was like a ghost. We're all watching the screen at this turkey, you know. It's uh, up and out, you know. Well, that's and a good Dan person Aykroyd's to laughing. have laughing. Yeah. yeah, he was laughing and on. Mrs. Spielberg thought I was going to kill myself. I walked, walked out of the theater. I literally walked home. It was in the Cinerama Dome, and I walked home. They go, Mrs. Spielberg was worried Eddie's going to kill himself because <laughs> I couldn't believe how bad this movie. It was so fun to film. The great cast, Steven Spielberg, and it was so bad. I didn't like it, you know. But I'll tell you this: I talk to people all the time. That's my favorite film. I love 1941. You never know. Wow, taste. Yeah. Talk to people all the time. I, two people. That's my favorite movie of all time. That far. Wow. But I talk to a lot of people. 1941 is a great movie. I think. I think it just had tonal problems. I think that's its biggest problem. Is like it. It was played pretty broad, right. but then it sort of didn't play that way when it was on screen. It felt, kind of felt like people are trying too hard. In Maybe a sense. so. Um, and I get what. You know, Stephen was going for right. when you watch it, but then it's it just didn't quite work. It's one of those things where you see, like, I see what they were trying to do, right? And it just didn't click, yeah. Like you kind of hoped that it would have, yeah. They had a preview before; it was November '79. They had a preview in Dallas, and Stephen doesn't usually do it, but they had a preview, and then he re-edited. It. I always wonder what was it like when that because it didn't get a good oh, re- reception. And then it was we saw it in December 14th of '79. You know, all the premiere and on. Oh, God. Oh. Horrible experience. I was depressed for weeks. I just thought, because, you know, you, you want to be in this great film. And you thought, yeah. this is a, you know, it's like you're doing a, we have Marlon Brando and Elizabeth Taylor. And, you know, we're being directed by Orson Welles. And it's a turkey. That's how it felt. You go, yeah. this is this is a sure thing, you know. I'm playing basketball with Michael Jordan and LeBron James. And, then, <laughs> you know, and we didn't score any points. It's like, you go, what the fuck happened? Yeah. happened? You can edit that out. Oh, you can swear. It's all right. <laughs> We have a little explicit sticker for what happens. Um, so you were up in the uh, the Ferris, Ferris wheel. I threw up in Spielberg's dressing room. I got threw up in his dressing room. They really? whipped us around, and I got nauseous. And Stephen took me off, and the girl, Stephen says, took me, and I got to throw up in Spielberg's toilet. I, I laid down in Stephen. I'm in Steven Spielberg's dressing room, and then I got sick, and I threw up in his toilet. I'm puking in Steven Spielberg's toilet. It was an honor. Yeah. <laughs> An and honor just to be nauseated. The, the, though I do one thing I do think is really funny in your first scene in that is the reveal of the dummy. And, oh yeah, and yeah. the thing just the slow right. turn of the um, head. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So that was yeah. great. Yeah. I, I was laughed that. It way. was it's fun. Like, Murray was wonderful. It was it was fun to film. It was a great experience that way. But you know, didn't work. Yeah, it's weird. And you can't control all those things. You don't know. Yeah, yeah, sometimes you have a terrible time and it's yeah. a good film. You know that can happen too. Usually it's a good time, but sometimes you have a miserable time and what's on screen is great. Yeah, you never know. The, the two are just different animals. 
And there's something about somebody sending up himself that's kind of weird. Like the fact that he opened with a Jaws send up. Like right. Oh, yeah. Movie, right. Yeah. With the submarine coming up and the girl yeah. out there with it because yeah. John Williams did the score. So right. Same, right. same deal. And it's like it's, – it's weird. I think it's weird when somebody does a parody of their own thing. Right. Um, but I, I like the idea that he was trying to do something yeah. lighter. Yeah. And, yeah. and that's one of the few comedies he's ever done. I think it was the only one. I think yeah. it's the wow. only comedy. He disabused it after that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> Screw that. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. I had lunch. I was on the set one day. This is my great lunch of all time. You ever a great lunch story? But <laughs> Steven Spielberg, John Belushi, Dan Aykroyd. They go, Eddie, do you want to come to lunch with us? What the? F- <laughs> you know. <laughs> 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 anyway, so we went in the commissary, and I, I didn't say a word. You know, I'm like 20 years old. I'm sitting there. These guys oh are talking. All, and then I didn't have any money. And luckily, Steven picked up the tab. But and, oh. and I saw what it was like to be Steven Spielberg. Everybody comes, you know, we're in the commissary. Everybody, Mr. Spielberg, I drew a picture of you. Mr. Spielberg, can I, Mr. Spielberg, I have a script that, you know, it's, oh. it's, it's, it's constant. He's like the biggest guy in the world. Everybody's approaching him. That's I just, crazy. Yeah, it was just surreal. I just thought, don't make a fool of myself. And I realized I didn't have any money. Like, <laughs> he picked up the tab. Yeah. Just throw up in his bathroom again yeah. if I have to. <laughs> no big deal. Well, let's uh, let's do first, okay, shall great. we? Okay, so we do a thing on the podcast every okay. time that's called first. It's it's always a different Stephen first. first my favorite. It's about Stephen <laughs> first. Okay, uh, it's different first questions, like the first movie you went to, things like oh, that. Oh, sure. Uh, so the one that we wrote for you, and we'll all answer this, is um, she was her name was Gertrude. <laughs> she was a hooker on sex. <laughs> oh, I know her. <laughs> the podcast took a very different turn. Uh, since you're a big Beatles fan, yes. What was the first Beatles song or record you can remember being obsessed with by them? Okay, I my brother broke it and I was hysterical. It was uh, not rollover, but it was uh, Mr. Postman. John sings, please, Mr. Postman. Yeah. I had the record. My brother Ricky got mad at me and he broke it. <gasps> I was traumatized. I was like six years old, you know, and he broke my Beatles record, oh my but he gosh. broke my record. You know how mean brothers are. Yeah. Right. He broke my record. That was, I loved it. I listened to it over and over. So yeah. you had been a fan since... Oh, yes. Yeah, I, I remember going to Hard Day's Night and Help. You, you'd go to the movie. It was screaming for an hour and a half. You couldn't hear the dialogue. It was like nothing I've ever seen to this day. You'd go, and this is a little city, Cumberland, Maryland. Wow. We're like this little hick city. But you'd go on, and it was girls screaming for 90 minutes. And you'd see the Beatles moving them out. You could hear a little bit, but it was just girls screaming. And then Whoa. Help was the same way. you just hear girls screaming the whole time. Bieber fever. Yeah. Ain't got nothing Yeah, on exactly. <laughs> well, they don't have the talent of Justin yeah. Bieber, of course. <laughs> <laughs> Let's not be sacrilegious. Well, you know, d- to be fair, I don't know anything about the guy. I just I know I've heard of him and all, but yeah. I don't know it, maybe he is talented. I don't even know. I think he's talented. I yeah. don't think he's the Beatles. Though. No, <laughs> not, yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's a high standard. Yeah. Exactly. But, uh, so you've you've either met or seen all the Beatles, but John, except right? John, right? I touched Paul. I was uh, on the Tonight Show, and then Paul. I saw him on the Tonight Show in 1984. He, he was driving out. I, I don't know if Linda was in the car, with, but his car came by. I touched him. He rolled down the window. We all ran out like a hard day's night. There, all the people oh ran out. Gosh. I touched him, and his car ran over my shoe. It ran over the oh. top of my shoe. <laughs> yeah. And then later, he did me. He did an impression. Me. They go. He was being interviewed, and they go, "Paul, have you ever seen? I want to hold your hand." And McCartney did me. He goes. Are you he serious? goes. He goes. And the answer come back. <gasps> and the answer. And he, Paul freaking McCartney did oh me. The guy my wrote, gosh. Joe Pope wrote to me, and he said. He did an impression of me, yeah. That is so, that was so awesome. And then George, I was, I was at the Beverly Center, which you know, mm-hmm. in 1987. I was playing Santa Claus that year. I played Santa Claus with the kids, and I was on a break. They had a big, big pillow on on break. Sitting there resting with my T-shirt, with my Santa pants, and George Harrison comes out of the bookstore <gasps> with bodyguard on each side. He has books. And I followed him down the hall like an idiot. Nobody knew him. No, it was George Harrison oh walking down. Nobody approached him. And I just walked down parallel the whole way. George Harrison, you're like an idiot. <laughs> I, was scared. I was scared. Maybe because the bodyguards were there, I was scared. But I just followed him down, and that was George. And Whoa. then Ringo I've seen in concert like about three times. Yeah. That is so yeah. awesome. Nice. Very cool. Hey, Vanessa, how about for you? What did you – My first song I remember being like really into was when I was really little because my parents loved the Beatles. Um but I thought the song was Paper Bag Rider oh, about, right. about a little kid that rode paper bags around town. <laughs> and so, like, I remember, like, finding a paper bag and riding it around like a pony and just oh, saying, no. like, paper bag rider. That's such a like, sweet story. Yeah. That's one of my favorite Beatles songs. I love, I love that, that song, song, too. Yeah, it's a great song. And it's weird when you get older and you're like, oh, like, it... That's what it's about. Yeah. I never... Because once you just decide you know what a song is about, you sing along without, without like, thinking about the lyrics, right. you know? But then when you put it together, it's like, I had a very different vision of what this yeah. was about. Yeah. Wait, Norwegian Woods, not about the lumber industry right. in Norway. Exactly. Exactly. What are you saying? Yeah. Wait a minute. What was yours, Cole? Uh, I think it's I Just Saw a Face or I've Just Seen a Face. Oh, yeah. That song, I, that song always got stuck in my head. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Over and over and over again. Yeah, they would, they'd reached kind of a new level. That's, that's a bit above that song. That's like, you know what I mean? That's not like yeah. early 60s rock. That was yeah. where they were starting to get good. Yeah. Yeah. 
Because we used to, you know, we had them all on vinyl growing up, so we would, right. we would listen to those all the time. And yeah, and they'd be on. worth a fortune now. We, th- you know, they all yeah. disappear. Weird, the right? Yeah, had all the Archie comic books. About, you know, they'd all oh be worth gosh. the baseball cards. I had Sandy Koufax, Mickey Mantle, Willie Mays. So my sister and I had them. So I get a brainstorm. I go, Hey, Barbie, let's cover these in plastic. Let's coat them so they'll be preserved. So we coat them. They're worthless. They be worth, <laughs> you know, we coated them all in plastic, and they're oh not worth anything. Gosh. If you do that to a baseball card, you have to leave them that way. Oh. So I cost us thousands. <laughs> yeah, my uh, my. Grandma, I guess, my dad's mom. Uh, of course, when he That's went off to works. college, threw away all his baseball cards, which oh, would have been yeah. worth a yeah, fortune. Yeah, all this stuff when we were kids. All this stuff would be worth a fortune now. Yep. Yeah. yeah. But how do you know? You don't want to be a pack rat. Yeah. It's true. You don't know. <laughs> you really don't, you don't think about that when you're a kid. You're just yeah. enjoying the stuff, you know? Yeah, and you should play with your things. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so we're going to do uh, my this or that. Yeah. This is actually funny because you do something similar to this on your website. Uh, we've been doing this on the podcast for a little while yeah. now. Uh, it's a this or that. So okay. you did a thing on your website, which I think was like kitchen gadget or, or torture device. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's yeah. similar right. to yeah. that. Yeah. I loved that. Yeah. So we do something like that. Okay. So, you should get on my mailing list. I send I it should. out every day. I'll, I really give should. me your email. If you want to be on it, I'll have And if you Can ever I don't like it, absolutely. Yes. Give me your email. And if you ever don't like it, I take you right off. Okay. But people sure. usually don't ask. But I, you know, I never want to force them. But it's like 180 of my friends I send out to every day except Saturday. Yeah. I love it. I send out a question the day every day articles i write jokes i write quotes all that's this stuff great. yeah yeah oh, that'd be great fun project let's get on that and uh by the way listeners you can check his website out it's just eddydeason.com oh yeah, yeah. please go yeah. and take a look and you've got you. lots of funny entries on there it's really but yeah fun that's all around. from the stuff yeah. i write every day that's yeah. awesome yeah so uh so the this or that category okay is star trek or food so I'm going to read you a list of ten things that are either an alien race on Star Trek, oh, I see. or okay. a kind of okay. food. I thought you were because I like food better than Star. I thought it was a choice. <laughs> so I was reading. I did a food. handy manny last week, and Tom Kenny he asked me. He goes, he goes, Eddie, Beatles, Elvis, or Hitler? I go what? He goes, Beatles, Elvis. I go, well, I guess I like the Beatles the best. Then Elvis, and of course, Hitler's last. He goes, no, no. What are you reading? He goes, you read books on Beatles, Elvis, or Hitler? I go, oh, it's a Paul McCartney book. I thought he was having me rate the three. You know? <laughs> Hitler's definitely last. You know? uh, the other you know? two. Let me I, I'm obsessed with Hitler. I've read all these Hitler books. The Woody Allen in me, I guess. <laughs> He's fascinating. Hitler? I mean, yeah. yeah. He's a fascinating character. Yeah. Exactly. It's fascinating. Really? Yeah. 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 And all you have to do is watch the history, a.k.a. the Hitler channel. And, right. uh, oh, yeah. yeah. There's, there's so a lot many. of programming on that. <laughs> it really is. All right. So Star Trek or okay. kind of food. So, okay, for example, if I was to say Klingon, it's a Star Trek race. Right. Or Korovats, it's a cuisine, which is an Armenian grilled meat. Okay. That I didn't know. So, here we go. Okay. So, the first one. Are you Vanessa Vanessa? Vanessa? Yeah, yeah, I'm going to okay. play. Yeah. Okay. Uh, the first one is Katnov. K-H-A-T-N-O-V. Katnov. I don't know. Food. I don't know, Vanessa. It's your turn. You it's food. <laughs> it's food. You say food. What do you say? Oh, we both play the yeah, same. Okay. Uh, cat, uh, yeah, I'll go with food. It is a food. Yes. Good it is an <laughs> Armenian milk-based rice soup with cinnamon and sugar. Is that right? Yep. Yep. Delicious. Okay. Number two, Suliban. S-U-L-I-B-A-N. Suliban. It's got to be Star Trek. I was thinking it's got to be a food. Oh, okay. Uh-oh. Okay, we're okay. divided. Okay, it is Star Trek. Yes. Oh, how did you know that? I don't. Vanessa? I love Star Trek. They are. Just a, kidding. Okay. I don't. I don't, I don't, I don't really. I've only seen like one. I've seen bits of them, but I've only seen I've one. Know what? You're, no one's going to actually know these. You'd have to be hardcore. <laughs> yeah. But uh, they're humanoid creatures that are hairless and have pale yellow skin covered with small bumps. They were featured in Star Trek Enterprise. Aww. Oh, okay, Cole. So I was going to say, is this the William Shatner Star Trek? Or this is all the Star Trek. This is all the Star Trek. Okay. So okay. Very wide. Uh, number three, Tak Tak. T A K space T A K or Tak Tak. I'm, I'm going to say talk talk. Food. I say food too. Star Trek. Is oh. that? Yep. They live in the Delta Quadrant and have <laughs> wow, a method of delicious. communicating. Good call. Yeah. Not only involving spoken words, but also ritual gestures. They are very set in their ways. And if someone makes rude <laughs> gestures, such as putting their hands on their hips, they become very violent. Is talk, that talk, right? No yep. Okay. Uh-huh. So the talk talk for you. Didn't know that. Uh, number four, shakshuka. S H A K S H O U K A. Shakshuka. I'm food obsessed. I'm going with food, Vanessa. Me what too. Do you say? Me it is food. Too. Okay. It is a dish from the Maghreb of Tunisian origins, consisting Ooh. of eggs cooked in a sauce of tomatoes, peppers, onions, and spices, and usually served with white bread. Okay. Very good. There I'll you try go. it. Number five, Mazarite. M-A-Z-A-R-I-T-E. Mazarite. Star Trek. I'm going to go with my first Star Trek. Star Trek. Yes. Good. Go, yeah. Vanessa. From Enterprise. They're a humanoid species <laughs> native to the Alpha Quadrant. They are distinguished by two-folded skin flaps on the sides of their faces that run from their eyebrows and surround their ears and under their temples. Are you yeah. a Trekkie cold? Did you make this up yourself? I researched these, but I would not good. have been able to tell you anything. <laughs> My God. Outside of like, there's Romulans and Klingons. Guess what? You've stumped me on every one. I didn't know one of these. I don't know. It's, kinda, it's, it's, a, big, it's a big guessing game. <laughs> yeah. uh, number six, Akawi. A-C-K-A-W-I. Akawi. 
And I could be totally butchering the pronunciations and all these. I'm doing the best I can. I know F Troop's the Hakawis, but that's close. That's not it. I'm going to go with uh, Star Trek. Food, because that's cow in it. It's food. Yes. How did you know, Vanessa? What's the cow? You people eat cows. Is it cow in C O W cow? Well, it's A C K A W I. Just a feeling. But it's okay. funny, though, because it is a white brine cheese. It's native oh. to the historical regions of Palestine and modern day Israel. It's commonly used as a table cheese, often paired with fruit. Mm. Women. Table cheese. You women, you, <laughs> can, you say cow. It's not even spelled C O W, Vanessa, and you still beat me. You just got to follow your little woman heart. <laughs> <laughs> All right, number seven Za Atar. Z A apostrophe A T A R. Za Atar. I go with food on that, Vanessa. Mm. Food. It is food. Okay, oh, good. Yeah. It is a Tunisian dish. It's dried thyme and sumac that can differ from region to region and from mm. family to family. Jeez. This doesn't taste like the last. What is it called again? Za'atar. Za'atar. It's my family's you know, personal za'atar recipe. <laughs> uh, number eight, eska. E-S-K-A, eska. Sounds sexy, Star Trek. Gotta be food. It is Star Trek. Yeah, you're obliterating me, Vanessa. Eska are a humanoid race with a ridge that goes from their forehead down to their nose. They go to a rogue planet to hunt the local wildlife, <laughs> hunting large pig-like creatures, animals they call firewolves, and wraiths, the planet's sentient species, a shape-shifting telepathic gastropod. Jeez. Wow. That's the Eska the for you there. Uh, number nine, Breen. B-R-E-E-N. Breen. I'm going. I'm on a food fad now. I'm going with food I think again. It's food. Yeah, it's not like yeah. a coffee mixer. Star Trek. Is it a Breen? Yeah. That's a race. <laughs> this one cracks me up. The Breen homeworld is known throughout the galaxy as being extremely cold and freezing. So when they're off their homeworld, the Breen wear refrigeration suits. Without their suits, they're never seen. It may be a result of the refrigeration suits, but the Breen's voices are extremely shrill and almost impossible to understand. How do you like that? Okay. What an intricate world, Star Trek. Oh I know. I tell you, yeah. a lot of mythology. I can't even imagine I no getting idea. into A lot of mythology. And finally, number 10, Kuksu, K-U-K-S-U, Kuksu, or Kuksu. Sounds like kookaroo. I'm going food. I'm going food, too. <laughs> it is food. Good. It's a Maltese broad bean and pasta soup. Delicious. Very good. Those are good. There you you something on every one, Cole. Now it's my turn. I wouldn't okay. have known. It's, it, what do you I would have just been guessing. So these I are Vanessa's just, questions. I just ask really hard-hitting questions. Okay. Have you ever met an Olsen twin? Olsen? No, I haven't. Okay. Uh, Jimmy has, Olsen. She has that Jimmy Olsen at the Daily Planet. <laughs> she does ask that every podcast. So. You, do you like them, Vanessa? I... I really want to meet them. Really? It's How not come? about liking. I don't know what it is. In huh. my heart and soul, I just, they're really small people, and there's two of them, and something and about rich. that's exciting. <laughs> yeah, yeah and they're right? billionaires. Yeah. yeah, they're pretty loaded. Oh, okay. Uh, if you could give one creature the gift of speech for a day, who would it be? Sarah Palin. No. I'm- <laughs> <laughs> that was see. a good answer. Okay, let me see. If you give one creature the gift of speech. That's a great one. Well, I, I guess it would be, well, you know, no, I was thinking that would help you. Win. I was thinking if you knew a horse, they could help you win a race, but they wouldn't necessarily <laughs> know they're going to win. I'll say because I love them so much, dogs. Yeah. yeah I love dogs. I dogs, love I'm dogs crazy. Too. Oh, I love dogs. Yeah. I have two little dogs. And yesterday, yeah. um, my husband came home and I was talking to them and he thought I was on the phone because I was like, oh. <laughs> he came in when I go, well, that's typical. <laughs> it was like, who are you talking to? <laughs> oh, just the dogs. That would be good though to give your pets the power of speech for a day because yeah. they've known you for a long time. Yeah. Just yeah. To be able to be like, so what's the deal? Yeah. yeah Do you exactly. like the dry food? Do you like yeah. the wet food? Exactly. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Are you bored? Do you get yeah. bored? What can I do to help when, you? When you're like yelping in the bathroom for an hour for no reason that we can't figure out, what, what are you trying right. to tell us? <laughs> Could you please not crap on the rug? Or do I'll do a favor for you. Yeah. Can you do that one for me, please? <laughs> Just tell me where to scratch. Okay. Um, an imp has offered you a deal. You can go back in time and spend a full day with all four of the Beatles. Oh, boy. But to accept this deal, you must... Greece can never have happened. Your whole career can happen, but not Greece. Boy, that's a... What a beautiful, great question. I thought you were going to say I had to have sex with the imp. I was going to say... <laughs> Well, You're it's like, one okay. night. I'll just get drunk, you know. That's a gr- what, how did you think it's such a profound question? Well, Cole helps. That is that. You know what? That's yeah, a profound question. That, I was going to ask about if you want to kidnap a baby. <laughs> and I was like, that's a little weird. Let's, uh, let's put Greece into the equation. I would. Oh God, it's so close, Vanessa. But I would. I wouldn't change my life. So I'd have to keep wow. Greece money wise because it still pays good money to this day. It's made me so much money and just the fun experience. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, Good answer. And that's why I know. But that's a great question because I give anything to meet the Beatles. Anything except except giving up except, Greece. You'd, yeah, you'd give like, up Greece too, though. 
Yeah. Oh, I had a, give me Dave Clark five. I, anything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And now, would you rather have long eyebrows that hung like little curtains over your eyes, and you had to part them to see? Like you, and you can you never can't cut, cut them. them. No. Okay. You can just part them when you need to look at something. But other than that, they, what kind they of a mind them. do you have? With it? It's really weird. Or a little pet ferret that rides on your shoulder all the time. Oh my! So everyone's God. either like it's the ferret guy or. And he's going to have to open it. What a horrible question. That's just horrible. That's like you have to watch Fight Club over and over and over. This is torture. I guess I'd take uh, the ferret because I wouldn't I, I yeah. hate that with my f- eyebrows. Yeah, yeah you hope too. the ferret died or something. And now this is These are the weirdest the questions ever. Let me <laughs> I mean, get something sexual here. I said, like, blonde, the blonde with big breasts or a brunette Swedish girl. Ginger? Yeah, or... That's right, yes. Or Mrs. Howe. Oh, <laughs> Mrs. Whoa, Mrs. Howe or the skipper. Mrs. <laughs> Congratulations, Eddie. A generous wizard has given you the gift of your very own animated show. Okay. What kind of character would you create for yourself, and who would your sidekick be? Oh, that's a great one. Okay. Uh, I guess a Martin and Lewis thing. I'd be like the Jerry Lewis, and then my partner would be uh, a, a great straight man, you know, somebody I love. Dan Castellaneta, you know, some great actor. Awesome. Seth MacFarlane, you know, some yes. brilliant genius like that. And yeah. then who's your love interest? Any gr- Cartoon-wise. <laughs> well, car- well I mean, life, it's, it's always been Barbara Eden in life. She's always Ooh. my fantasy girl. But uh, yeah, I take Barbie. I get her to do voiceover. <laughs> yeah. She's still my. She's seventy six. She's still my voice. I she's fantasize still about got her. It. <laughs> yeah, I still watch. I dream of Jeannie. Oh, oh man, what a dream! I really wanted to be Jeannie. Really, so bad. I talk to girls who say that. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. And now I look back and I think that's really sick and twisted right. because you're like prisoner to a man. But true, you have but, a great but, little room. But she says that. She says she gets cute. But if you look at the show, she had her own mind. He, very seldom would he or she would always get the best of him if you watch the show. Yeah, but yeah. they always say that. Also, I watch – you don't know girls' reality. They're so different than us. Like I talk to girls. I watch Bonanza all my life. And then I was like, that little Joe is a babe. <laughs> Adam was really – I never thought of this stuff. But these girls say – even Gilligan's Island, I talk to girls. They go, the professor's really hot. He's a fox. The professor. You know? But that's how you know, girls yeah. and guys think so different. Yeah. And girls will watch I Dream of Jeannie. I watch it to see Jeannie. I don't like the show. Right. But I, and the, I talked to so many girls who thought Major Nelson was the hottest guy in the world. You know, I never thought of this. I never really thought of him. I just, I really liked the idea of having a, a like a bottle to live in. I loved, I loved, <laughs> right. I like anybody that can be little or disappear. That's so it was like, I loved Bewitched, like anything magic I like. Right. But I really liked the idea of just being like, and now I'm in my all pink velvet room. Yeah. I think that's cool. what I like. The bottle got better when it went to color. Yes, in the black and it white, did. it's like a rinky-dink bottle. Yeah. But then but it, then it gets kind of pimped, like yeah, with, pimp yeah, my right. bottle. The thing I was obsessed with on TV when I was a kid was on Webster, the secret passageway in his clock. Oh, yeah. I thought it was the coolest thing in the Never history of the Never saw it, really? Oh, yeah, man. like they had a grandfather clock that swung open, and there was a secret passageway through that that went to like a little hidden room. Oh, And I just okay. thought it was like the coolest thing in the world. Like, oh, my God, he's got a secret place he can hang out in his clock. It's <laughs> the best thing ever. <laughs> that was the right. best clock I've ever cool. seen. <laughs> Some reason it works. It's weird what you obsessed with when you're kids. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, absolutely. Like, Why was I obsessed with that? Oh yeah, <laughs> I am weird. I was three Stooges. I was like two years old, and my, we went to Atlantic City, and my brother insulted Curly. I was like two years old. Like, I'm like you say you're sorry. Because, All right, Curly's great. Because I, I love the three Stooges, and I wouldn't leave my room. I was like a two year old kid, but I so worship Curly, this great genius. And then my brother apologized, and we went out on the boardwalk. Your brother has done some mean things he, to you. Oh, yeah. He's all right now. Yeah. Is he on the mailing list? Uh, no. They, he's not on computer. My sister is. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's good to have You love a lot of those, those old um, comedy teams. Oh, yeah. Three Studios I worship. Mm, yeah. So amazing. Chaplin I love. Keaton I love. Marx Brothers I love. Yeah. I love the Marx Brothers. Oh, they're wonderful. Yeah, they're so great. They're I watched The Day at the Races yesterday. Oh, really? Yeah, it's great. I think Horse Feathers is my favorite. Yes. Oh, oh that's but great. But you know what, Cole? There's that section that's cut out. What is with that? Where there were Thelma Todd in the room, you know, and there's like bad edit. There's something oh, yeah, wrong. Yeah. 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 They, what they happened jumped. there? I have no idea. Yeah, it's but weird. that's it's a perfect film except for that part. It's choppy. Harpo walks in with the ice, and then the, the, they're, they're on the couch. And they go, all the guys are coming on to Thelma huh. Todd, and you know, and it doesn't work. Yeah, there's this part. It's like bad editing, and they never fixed it. That's yeah, weird. It's yeah. a little bizarre. It's like one of the shorter ones too. It's like an hour. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like, I wonder yeah. if there was a se- whole sequence they just like right did exactly. Away with, yeah, and then that's yeah. why the runtime is as short as it is. Right. Oh, that's interesting. 
Yeah, weird. Right? Internet Harpo, time. Here's a great story on that movie. Harpo was in the, they had the football, the crowds and the fans. And Harpo found a little girl in the stands. And he fell in love with her. He wanted to buy her. He went to her parents and goes, I'll give you $50,000 for this little girl. Whoa. He wanted to buy her. And the parents, of course, wouldn't sell her. <laughs> but he fell in love with her. The girl turned out to be Shirley Temple. It was Are Shirley you Temple. Serious? Yeah, she was an extra in Horse Feathers. And Harpo wanted Harpo to buy her. Harpo tried to buy her? He tried to buy Shirley Temple. It's a true story. That is a so, terrifying yeah. story. Just, you know what? He was so, I think it was more, he was a sweet guy. He yeah. was weird, but he, he, Harpo wouldn't have hurt her. He was, he was like a really sweet guy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Chico might have. Chico. Harpo had a really big family, too. I yeah, think. Harpo like, was supposedly a sweet They said Harpo would walk in a room, they go, children and dogs would go to him. He was the nicest guy in the world. It's kind of reflected in the film. He's kind of like this angel. He's from another world. Yeah, we, did, a, we did an event yeah. two years ago at Sketchfest where we had Bill Marks. Harpo's son was there. Oh, I would love um, to have seen that. And Dick Cavett came, too. And so they oh. just told a lot of stories about the Marks Brothers. We oh, screened. I would love. I just read Cavett's book. It's one that's a great yeah, read. Great. Yeah, he's a great writer. Yeah. He's a great writer. It was really fascinating. He also, Kevin also told a lot of off-color stories. And there was, oh, like, really? families there. So they were like, oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, no. What did they say about the Marx Brothers? What stories? God, I can't even remember. There's so much With stuff. Chico, I'll bet. Yeah, Chico, of, he was the ladies' man. Yeah, he was definitely the ladies' man. He would go to women. I'm not going to say it's on your guy, But he would go up to women. He'd go, do you F? He would, <gasps> and and yeah. they said to Groucho, he'd go, he would approach women like that. He'd, Groucho goes, they go, how did he make out? They go, Groucho goes, he had about a 50% batting average. He hit about 500. He go, did he get slapped? He goes, yeah, a lot of women would slap him. But he goes, a lot of women would just go to bed with him. It He's is that attractive. Much of an operator. Yeah. yeah. Like, I mean, geez. and somebody knows what they want. They're not playing a game. Oh, geez. Ladies like that. They I, don't want to play yeah, games. I guess they, he would tell stories about that. They would walk into a room and, and Chico would just be like, I'm going to sleep with her and her tonight. Like, yeah. And then it would Whoa. happen. It was like, yeah. And I'm going to buy those five babies by the wall. <laughs> <laughs> Crazy, but they, just, they would flock to him. They, they said Chico would start playing the piano. They go, all the women in the city. This one, we were in vaudeville. They go, he'd start playing, and the girls would just flock around. They go, Groucho and Harper would get the leftovers, but Chico <gasps> would just draw women like a magnet. That is so yeah. bizarre. Yeah. So weird. I mean, I guess actually his name initially was Chico. I guess. Chico, exactly, because he chased the chicks. Chased yeah, because yeah, he liked women. Yeah, that was his thing. Yeah. So. That's a true story. Yeah. You're right. Go figure. Yeah. <laughs> oh, brothers. Well, that's about it. Thanks okay. for coming this on. Was oh, awesome, it was Eddie. such a pleasure. It was great to meet both of you. You have a wonderful show. I really enjoyed it. Oh, oh thank you're the you. best. It was so exciting. Um, people can uh, check out your website at edison.com. So I recommend going there. Yeah, Play and you should. Question of the day and his trivia stuff. Oh yeah, go through his IMDb and just enjoy, right? Because it's <laughs> nuts. Right. You've been yeah, we even so talk about things like uh, war games, Dexter's oh, yeah. Laboratory, and things like right. that. There's a lot yeah. of great stuff out there. So yeah. seek Thank it out. You. Um, you can follow our podcast on Twitter if you have Twitter at uh, PMC Podcast. I'm at Cole Stratton. I'm at Vanessa Ragland. And uh, oh, uh, Eddie also signed a DVD for us. So if yeah. you would like a chance to win that, uh, go to our website popmyculturepodcast.com. Leave your first Beatles obsession on there and we'll pick a winner from that yay yay thank you guys for listening and thank you again eddie for coming my on. my pleasure bye. bye subscribe to the pop my culture podcast on itunes check us out online at popmyculturepodcast.com and follow us on twitter at pmc podcast thanks for listening <laughs>